Thank you so much, radio and podcast listeners, for tuning in to The Greater Good. This is Barton Smith, your host, and we are all about um, chatting with folks who uh, are dedicated to engaging with our community members and the, those that make time for others, invest energy to improve the quality of lives for others and the, the lives of the neighbors around us. Uh, and today I'm uh, really fired up because i got a great guest, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, there's probably a lot of lore around him. I'm going to get wrong. Can you tell by the laugh who it is yet? Everybody, please welcome Mr. John Crowley. Well, lovely to be here. This is nice. This is nice. Delighted to be on your radio show. I've listened, I think it was the last week with when you had Chris Lynch or the week before. Yeah, I think it was last week, yeah. Yeah, nice. Thank you. I love it, man. And you're such a perfect person for this because, again, it's all about building the community and and just engaging with those that affect the community, you know? And, yeah. and it can be just a smile. It can be holding the door open. It can be what you do, you know, much, much higher level and active engagement. So you're just so perfect. Well, the, no, no, no. Flattery will get you everywhere you want to go. So. <laughs> Good. Excellent. I'll buy you that one. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. The, the, the power that uh, each of us have to build community is uh, shouldn't be... Um, undervalued because we all do we have incredible power to build community in small ways and big ways and yeah. but each way we do it is um, it, it, it just makes the whole community better for everybody not just for the person that's right that you're creating it for but right. it kind of has that ripple effect absolutely of, uh, just and you know it's it's for me it's they will kind of I go back to this term social capital which um, it's it kind of implies or it's a social scientist word and there's a little kind of a techie word I guess but it is it, it's you know we, we know what capital is you know we've we've either got yeah, money in the bank or we don't or whatever or we own a house yeah, or we yeah, don't yeah. or whatever yeah. but um, the kind of the social aspect of it is kind of well um, it's measured in and it's, you know how, how do you quantify the social capital well you kind of know it when you when you see it or when you feel it. And it's uh, the the uh, connectedness of various networks in a town, um, built-in mm -hmm. trust um, that exists within a town. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, you, you've, you've been to places where you, just without even asking, there's no social capital there. People don't know each other. They don't um, have relationships. They don't, uh, they don't interact. They're not civically engaged. And I can put that on a block. It's a block neighborhood you, kind you, of a yeah, capital, you know, as you well. Yeah, you can, actually. You know. Yeah, you can. Um, so um, it was. It was. I was inspired a long time ago by a book by a guy called Robert Putnam, who's a social scientist in Yale or something like that, mm -hmm. over that direction. And his his book was called, and in fact, it's used in when you study sociology now. His book was titled uh, "Bowling Alone: okay. The Demise of Social Capital in the United States." And wonderful sociological study of you know how we're not part of. The Moose Lodge, or you know, the social uh, fraternities, or, or or civic engagement organizations, uh, we don't interact with. Uh, you know, we're not part of the local government. We're not part of PTAs. We're not 
socially involved. Uh, I think we're all kind of entertained to death, you know, watching television and stuff like that. Um, now, that was written in 2000, year two, 1999. I think it was published in 2000. Uh, a lot of, has changed since then. Uh, I wouldn't say that we're not politically engaged anymore. We've had an interesting motivator um, about two years ago, got into office, that has motivated a lot of people to get out, get involved, because I think people realize that when they're not involved, the people who are involved mm-hmm. take it over. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. If you're not involved, if you don't come to the table, well, then you can't eat. Yep. So um, it's inspiring to see um, people getting involved again and right. uh, understanding um, that they have to be. So, so let's do just a, a quick recap of John Crowley in Petaluma and oh, yeah. for for your activities here. And the fact that you uh, launched uh, Aquas Cafe was kind of one of the things coming out of a business corporate world structure. Um, uh, you mentioned Putnam. Now, was was that was his book kind of pivotal for you in that moment? And, and tell us a little bit about John the last you know ten years here. Um, gosh, well, I could go back twenty five years when I kind of first. Yeah, we only have half hour. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, but, no, but the, the moment the moment that crystallized for you, yes, I'd love to know when yeah. that moment crystallized and what it was, because we want to share those moments with folks to say, so that yeah. folks can say, oh wow, you know what that happened to me? Why am I not doing anything? Right. That's what yeah. we want to do. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, arrived in the United States and um, wanted to find friends, people to hang with. Where, where are your peeps? You know, when you move into a new community, you want peeps to hang out with. Um, and uh, I think we, we didn't have any kids then. We didn't go to church. And I worked with a couple of other computer programmers. Uh, other computer programmer under there it is. all. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's one. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and didn't have any kids. And, you know, generalizing, you can kind of think most of your friends come from those three different areas. Right. Yep. And, um, you know, those for, for us, those areas didn't exist. So, you know, in Ireland, what you do is you go down to the local pub right. and you meet everybody there because the, the local pub is actually, and pub is short for public house. Right. That's where the term come from, comes from. Um, and it really is, it's the, the community center. Um, you know, it, it arguably can have a lot too much to do with alcohol. And I, I'll agree there, absolutely it does. Yeah. Well, the American version definitively does as well, and it can be a hunting ground for other activities. Exactly, you know? yes. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, the same sure. vibe. Yeah, it's not. So, I, you know, I, I, I did, when I came to the United States, I did what I would have done in Ireland. I went down to the local bar. Yep, there you go. And, you know, I kind of thought, well, I, want, I wanted a kind of a place that I could bring my grandmother to and my kids to at the same time, and I didn't quite find what I was looking for. Right. And that's when the concept of the Aquas Cafe came up. Right. That takes the best parts of uh, uh, an Irish English pub yeah. being the community center. Right. And so, so for some of those folks that are not in Petaluma that oh, are yeah. listening, right? I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the Aquas Cafe is this, is this engagement center is really what it is. And pub is a public, you know, gathering house yeah. is really what John's got there. I mean, he has live music and readings and postcard writing and, and, and beer and food <laughs> and tables where some people sit for hours. Yes. And, I mean, there's, it's, a, it's a whole engagement center is what it is, just yeah. for that visual so you can have that. So the, this was a coffee shop. The, it was actually called the Petaluma Coffee and Tea Company yeah. a long, long time ago. They opened up 20, 30 years ago. And so where, where I had a job as a programmer, that was my coffee shop, and I went there for 15 years. Yeah. And then they moved and let it, some other people run it and a couple of other people, uh, yeah. iterations of it later, right. landed up in my hands. And I had this vision of creating a, a, a cultural and community center in Petaluma. 
and it's kind of uh, done that and and then some. And then some. Um, yeah. It really is, you know. So it's open. We open at eight in the morning, and we cl- generally close at by ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, so we're not um, we're not a late night establishment. We're you know we have entertainment seven, I think four days, four nights, five nights a week, yeah. uh, evening times. But then, as you mentioned, you know we have games nights. We've got language groups. We've got uh, poetry readings. We've, we're going to start a short story. Um, prose reading in a couple of months' time, uh, really kind of to to engage myself as well and yeah. and and my friends and the community and all demographics. Oh, oh absolutely, that's the whole part of yeah, it. Absolutely. Really, it's very multi generate It's multi everything. Yeah, multi 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 ethnic, multi generational, multi. Yeah. You know, it, it really we don't. Uh, uh, we want to be sure that we're open to absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, and that's not even through effort, to tell you the truth. Whenever I go there, it just is that. It it's is, not, yeah. It's it is, well, tries to make it anything. No, it is, but it it's, I guess it's part of the intention. Uh, absolutely. Original. And, and, you know, who we are. You know, we've got uh, great partners, Leslie and Michael McCullough, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, my wife, Diane, and, we, mm-hmm. you know, the, the four of us together, we've created something that I think is very unusual. Um, and quite special, and it, it has um, added, uh, well, I think, a lot to the Petaluma community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, delighted that that uh, people have understood it and welcomed it and yeah. been part of it. So much so that they, they, you know, they they realize that when you're part of it, you are it. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes. You know, yes. it's not yes. you come and use services. You you arrive and then you're part of it. Right. It reminds me of we had an art exhibition. I've done it a couple of times where I recruited a, a ten local photographers, and each photographer for one day in Aquas they had each each photographer had about an hour and a half, and we took a photograph portrait photograph of everybody who came into the cafe that day. Yeah. And hung it up on the wall. And the last time we did it, we had like 450 people I still remember up that. on the that wall. Was and yeah. it was just you know, so everybody was part of the art. Yeah. You know, for you know, for a month and a half or whatever, the, your the, your photograph was up there. Right. Now, taken by a, a professional photographer, and uh, so that really was something that made me realize that it's it's. It's the community cafe. It's not, it's not my cafe. Yeah. It's uh, right because you could you could have cafes anywhere, any type, and everything like yeah. that. But without the engagement of the individuals that you do have showing up, it's not exactly the heart, you know, yeah. thing that it yes. has become. Exactly. So. And you know, I was I have thought, you know, could I have done this in other places? Not as well. You yeah. know, I think Petaluma was uh, so welcoming. Um, it was the appropriate time, right? It, like yeah, the, exactly. Know, the student is ready, the teacher appears. And now there are uh, some other places that I've enjoyed as well, like Barber yeah. Cellar. You go yes. to Barber Cellar, you know, yeah. your name's on the glass on the wall, and you probably oh, come in yeah. and just kitty chat, and there's game boards. And exactly. I love going and just hanging out there. Yeah. And the Petaluma, the hotel, uh, Petaluma uh, Lobby. The lobby, now. isn't it just beautiful? And that's a great yeah. hang spot. Yeah, it know? is. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Petaluma's done some wonderful things. Yeah. I just... Well, thank Love you for being that. on the cutting edge of that, and and the, and I kind of a for me personally anyway the the, the guidance of that or the stepping stone whatever it is the foundation of it because um, you also did that for the Moose Lodge right at one point yep and, yep yeah, yep and engaged um, in Odd Fellows as well at yep, this point exactly yeah. you know there are these there um, organizations um, civic engagement like you know like the 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 Elks and the the Rotary and you know all those people that gather people together. And I remember always kind of thinking, oh, no, the funny handshakes, and I don't want to be part of that, and it's kind of a little bit strange. But it really is, it's creating something that is bigger than yourself. Yeah. And I always kind of think, 
I remember when I was trying to recruit people from the Moose, the Moose between 15 years ago. Right. People right. were like, no, I don't want to go to join us all my dad. The Moose, you kidding me? Well, they have dollar drinks back I then. Know. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it really was, you know, I, I, I explained to people that when you join an organization, the organization becomes a little bit more like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you also have to fit into a certain degree into the, 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 um, the uh, spirit of the organization. Yeah. But you can join an organization and change it just a little bit as well. So I love it. You know. so, so as a realtor, a lot of folks will say to me, well, what's this neighborhood like? And, yeah. I, and I say, not trying to be facetious at all, I just, or sarcastic, I just look at it and say, well, well, what would you like it to be? Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, because yeah. once you get here, you can, you can change it. You can sway it. You can be a part of it. Here's yes. what I know now, Yeah. but where, where would you like it to go? That's exactly true. When we moved in, uh, actually, we were neighbors with Chris and Mary uh, mm-hmm. 25 years ago, and a lady down the street, she was a 93-year-old lady. This was like 25 years ago. But two weeks after we moved in, she arrived in our, our front door with uh, an angel food cake. And she just wanted to say, welcome you to the neighborhood. And so that's something that I've really appreciated. She, she had no agenda, you know. She was just you know, she was next door neighbor and wanted to make us feel welcome. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I've been doing that in my neighborhood as well. You know, when new people move in, just make sure that I go over. And if I have some of my jam that I make, make once a year, if I have some of that left, I'll bring them a jar of that jam. And, uh, you know, because I want the neighborhood to feel... Um, the, well, how should I put it? I, I, you're creating your own neighborhood. Yeah, you really right. are. I mean, you, you, even if you don't talk to anybody and you're at home and you just watch television, you stay in the time, well, then you're missing out a whole bunch of good people that are out there. Man, that's a noisy neighbors across the street. But that was one of the things that uh, actually, uh, you know, to get a little bit serious now, the, uh, the fires that uh, mm-hmm. recently had uh, mm-hmm. and further up in, in the last year up in Santa Rosa, yep. the big thing that people were uh, kind of sorry about is they didn't know their neighbors. Mm. They didn't know uh, who lives in that house. Didn't know their name. Didn't know whether they had a dog or not. Didn't know whether they were all out of the house safely. safely. Um, and even just knowing that um, is, you know, in emergency situations, it's, 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 uh, it's a life and death situation. So, you know, it has all various different levels of the spectrum from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, helping borrowing a lawnmower to uh, what happens if there is a, some serious, serious um, Right. Are they home? Situation? Are they not they home? That How many thing? cats do they have? Yeah. 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 So, um, but one of the things that you just, you just uh, triggered my, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, um, we have at the cafe uh, um, a thing called the, uh, the Newcomers. Yeah, uh, right. Social, yeah. yeah. And it's just a way, it was, again, you know, so when I moved to uh, Petaluma, it was kind of like, well, God, how do I get integrated? Yeah. You know, how do I find, you know, where I want to volunteer? How do I want to find out, you know, what email lists to be on? Where Where's a good place to go out and socialize? Those kinds of things. And so we came up with this uh, Petaluma Newcomers Social. It happens once a month. And, you know, sometimes it's 10 people, sometimes it's 20, you know, and sometimes they're, they're not all newcomers. Sometimes they're people who've been living in Petaluma for a long yeah. time and just want to come down, hey, I want to meet some new people. R- right. Absolutely. Uh, and we kind of have a little cheat sheet of kind of, well, here are the, here's the things. You, you go on and volunteer, here are the various nonprofit organizations in town that you can um, team up with, and here are the various kind of other uh, third space things that you might want to get involved with. Right, because you probably can email that out as well. Yes, we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so available for everybody. If you just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, sure. And Sorry, it's also interrupted. Go ahead with Aquas uh, newsletter. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. on Aquas newsletter, but it's also a way for 
uh, newcomers to maybe meet another newcomer. Yeah. And then suddenly, wow, you're a newcomer, you got some peeps already. So yeah. it's, uh, that's, uh, it's really worked very, very well. Yeah. And I like that too because, uh, as you mentioned, there's, there's just a few avenues of where folks can do that. Like I have school-age children. And so my social yeah. network really tends to be yep. school-age parents. Yeah. You know, school age. So and that, that's the engagement where you're locked in for a little bit. You are so. happily locked in. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a great, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a great, great period of, yeah. of your life. That that's the, the wonderful that you provide that opportunity for folks as well. So talk to me a little bit about, um, about um, kind of your love of, of Petaluma. What's happening for you right now? Is there something new on the horizon that's going? And what are you engaged in immediately that's kind of, I mean, obviously the newcomers yeah. group. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, let's let's give them the website so they can find the newcomers. You just go to aquas.com, A-Q-U-S dot com. It's a four-letter word. Perfect. But it's a good four-letter <laughs> word. <So laughs> Some people put an A in there, but it's just A-Q-U-S. There it is. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So. Great. So go there, learn that about that. And so what about John? What, what have you got on the horizon? What are you working on? So I'm interested in a couple of things right now. What's uh, floating my boat are two things. One is called rank choice voting. Mm-hmm. It was uh, So we just had an election uh, a couple of months ago. And it struck me that what we have here in the United States is first past the post. So basically, whoever gets the most votes wins, which you might think is the democratic way to go. But it's actually not. Because you can have the thing, what we have called the spoiler effect. Somebody gets in, and, and, and a wonderful example is mm-hmm. uh, Ross Perot and right. and, and uh, Nader. You know, they, both of them will, will deny it, but you know, some people will say it is, and that's a, you can debate that from now to eternity. But what happens is, um, in, in many countries, and in, in Ireland especially, as, as that's how I know about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you're from? That's exactly. Can you not tell by the accent? <laughs> I should strengthen my accent a little bit more. <laughs> um, is basically you rank your candidates in order of preference. So if you've got, mm-hmm. you know, somebody running for mayor and you've got four people running and, you know, person, say, say, say you're yeah. running and I'm running, you know, and, and uh, people will put, uh, put you as number one yeah. and maybe me as number two and they don't, maybe, maybe, okay, if neither of us get in, they'll maybe number three and they don't want number four in it at all. So basically, if, if they put you as number one and you only get two votes, mm-hmm. Well, then... Thanks, Mom and Dad. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You get your family to vote. Okay, maybe four votes. (laughs) Um, What would happen is that your votes get transferred. So you're not throwing your vote away. There's no such thing as a a spoiler or you're you're throwing your vote away or you're Mm -hmm. voting for the lesser of two evils. Right. You vote in order... You vote your heart. And, you know, every couple of years we come around and we say, oh, no, you're, if, you're, if you're a member of the Green Party, well, you can't vote Green because then you'll, you'll be taking votes away right, from yeah. Well, all this stuff goes away when you've got a simple ranked choice voting. Right. And it's a very easy idea. We just haven't had it in America for quite a long time. Right. Uh, we did have it at the beginning of the, the uh, last century uh, for about... Uh, for a few years, and then for some reason they got rid of it. Uh, not sure why, but uh, it's coming back into kind of the, the consciousness of, of people who are involved in setting out how we vote and realizing that it's a much fairer way to go. And with that, we're, what we've got is a, um, a ranked choice of voting explained uh, evening at the cafe, and that's going to we have Professor Rick Lutman, who's a SSU math professor, and he's going to be pre- presenting at Aquas Cafe on Tuesday, February 22nd at 7 p.m. So this is, I cannot stress how important this is, 
This is going to be hopefully the next election cycle, uh, if not that one, then the one after that. But it is one of those kind of things that is so important that we know and understand about it. Uh, it's kind of one of those you've never heard about it, but it really will bite you when you have heard about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, if I go back, that's how um, uh, I think when Ross Perot, uh, do you remember? This must have been like 30 years ago. I'm going back into show my And even <laughs> Ralph Nader. People say, you know, Ralph Nader uh, ran for, you know, and he took a lot of um, Gore's votes away. And that's how Gore lost right. the election. You wouldn't have that if you had ranked choice voting. You could kind of with your heart say, okay, well, I want Ralph Nader number one. And if he doesn't get in, well, then I'll love um, uh, Al Gore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a, it's just a, a little slight, slight kind of mindset change of how we look at what we want. Right. And so how do you also speak to a paper. little bit as to, as to why it went away? Uh, because I'm, I'm sure there's a motivation. I don't know if it was, you know, redistricting or whatever the, the Yeah, was, I, 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 I've heard that, um, and I'm not sure, it's, it, it, there's a couple of state reasons why it went away. One of them that... Uh, Actually, do me a favor. Let's yeah. speak about that at the event. Absolutely. Let's do that. That's, That's a much better. Wonderful idea. In. There are some interesting reasons why it went away. Yeah. But one of the other things I wanted to talk about was, um, again... We're starting this thing called Pedaluma Conversations, and it stemmed. You've heard of the um, art project that's going in on Water Street, yeah. East mm-hmm. uh, Water Street, Tubs. right? Tubs. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, fine balance uh, bathtubs on stilts. A lot of people have different names for it, but uh, we got together, and I, I realized that online there was a lot of, how should I say, unhappiness or. Uh, you know, some people will call it trolling, some people will call it backbiting. Um, but there was a lot of stuff going on online that I thought was kind of unfortunate the way mm-hmm. people were treating each yeah, other. I saw some of that. Um, it's surprising. It's like when you get in your vehicle and all of a sudden you're insulated and you don't really have a relationship. Yeah. You know, you don't think you're emotionally connected at all and you just kind of, yeah, you know, exactly. bashing you your way down the street. You change into a different person. Yeah, that right? car in front of you is right. kind of like. Well, social yeah. media does that. It, it does. You know, yeah. you get insulated. Exactly. So I worked with the uh, Meta Center for Nonviolence, and we created this event where people would have conversations, uh, face-to-face conversations, about things that are difficult to have conversations about. So we are going to have this monthly, Aquas Cafe, it's the third Tuesday of each month, uh, beginning at 7 p.m., and what we'll do is you, you get into groups of about six people. So last time we were, we had it, we had about 30 people. So we had five five groups of, of, of six people. Mm-hmm. And you go around, you have – so one person starts and picks another person in the group and will speak their mind for two minutes. Then. And then the other person will reflect back what you think you heard me say. There it is. Love so that. it's about listening. It's about deep listening so that – you know, I've underst- I've been understood, and and as a you know, and so everybody comes away from that event as kind of like I spoke and I was heard. Yeah, baby. Because normally when we're in conversation, you know, you're chatting, and I'm thinking about, well, what am I going to say? And you yep. know, okay, that point was good. I've got a uh, here's my next point, and right. we rarely spend the time to be mindful and yeah. just listen and and right. report back. Here's what I heard you say. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Did I get that and right? Then and if I didn't, you might do a little, no, here's what I, uh, you know, maybe I didn't ex- say it or I didn't hear it right. Um, right. Fix it because, so because if you're not listening, if you're not listening, listening, then how do you know what your response should be? 
right? Yeah. And, and, and so many of us. So I think this also has like, um, not ethical thing, but certainly social media feeds it and things like that. Yeah. But, but um, you're, you're, dude, we parallel so much on this because this is what acting has crystallized for me when I was you know, learning about acting and stuff like that. It wasn't until decades later that I realized acting is listening. Right, you're not you're not performing something. You're not like applying something. What you're doing right. is you're listening to the subtext. You're listening to the heart of the other individual, yeah. and that makes great you know scenes in movies. Well, I'm learning myself. Oh my God, guess what? When I do that with my child, all of a sudden I've got a great relationship with my child. I'm really yeah. actually listening. And you know what? Yes. That child is not hearing the way I'm speaking. They're hearing the way they want to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. so much more the reason for your they responding. Get, take a moment. And people, yeah. we can do this in conversations at the grocery store, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I think you said this. Is that right? Yes. Did I understand oh, you? Yes. You didn't. Yes. Oh, okay. Give it to me one more time. Yeah. And then you can build yeah. your response based yes. on that with respect. Give somebody else a moment yes. to freaking absorb it. Sure. Yeah. And then respond yes. without interrupting. Yes. Exactly. Say. Exactly. Like graciousness. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, it's so um, interesting how many times we pick things up wrong. I pick things up wrong oh, yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? I, I hear we're, we're, no, we're, nobody yeah. is perfect. Yeah. We all we we all try to do the best we can, but I think we're all you know we're busier than we ever have been. Yeah. So let's take a moment, slow down, and listen to each other. And that's what this thing is all about. So our first yeah, one great, great. is going to be about what we should have conversations about. So and there are very important things in Petaluma that we need to talk about. You know, and it, it's it could be something that there was an interesting thing in, in the schools last week. Um, there's things like uh, there are things like the the uh, the art show. There's the things on on um, uh, fair housing. There's mm-hmm. a whole right. bunch of things. There's really huge. Yes, exactly. Well. Yeah. and the idea is we we do want to talk about things right. that are um, sensitive, yeah. but but have meaning and value and weight and uh, are worth talking about. So can I ask then at this event, and if it's not, I would love to be a part or do anything I can to help you with it. Because, you know, because this is a huge passion of mine right now and is to have a few minutes before and at the end to say, okay, here's the listening skills. Here's how you listen and here's what you, here's what the kind of guidelines are for that. Now, take this home at the end and say, great, take this home to your family. Take some of your friends. You know, so perfect timing. Actually, we got one minute. John, what what do you love about that alone, what's your favorite thing, and what do you want us to focus on as a neighbor, as a as a, a community? It's it, a lot of it is just listening. Um, there is there is something in Petaluma. You know, people come to here, come to Petaluma from all over the world, yeah. and they they kind of I can see them just kind of scratching their head and kind of what's in your water, guys? Yeah, because there's something special <laughs> going on here, or the oxygen of the air. Yeah. But it's also um, I think started happening. I'm not sure how many years ago, maybe maybe 50 or 100 years ago, uh, of People in Petaluma are just being super welcoming and not afraid to cross the street and say hello and engage in conversation. And that's, I think, what I like about being here. And um, it's it's just, I I don't think there's any place like it. I think in years to come, and I've said this before, they'll say, well, you know, it started in Petaluma. Yeah, baby. So, (laughs) exactly. Folks, it is what you make it. Yeah. Reach out, shake hands, smile, let somebody park in the parking spot, open the door for someone, you know. BS, be real, be loving. Yeah. All right, John. You got it. <laughs> it's so great to have you. I look forward to the next opportunity Ooh. to have you aboard. Thank you. Love yeah. being here. You bet. All right, folks, that's John Crowley and Barton Smith signing out. Have a wonderful day.